Hello and welcome to Fridays with Fintelect. My name is Shirish Pathak. I head Fintelect, and my guest today is Jeremy Prenio, Senior Advisor, Financial Stability Institute at the Bank for International Settlements, which he joined in 2016. Jeremy is involved in managing the FSI's outreach program for banking supervision. He contributes to the FSI's published work mainly through FSI insights on policy implementation and develops other policy-related material for FSI Connect. Before this, he was the deputy director for regulatory affairs at the Institute of International Regul uh, International Finance in Washington D.C., where he led the formulation of the global banking industry's views on international regulatory issues. Jeremy also worked as a regulator in the Philippines, where he headed the task force on Basel II implementation. Jeremy has been the co-author of a report on SUPTEC applications for anti-money laundering that was published last year as part of FSI's insights on policy implementation. And with FinTech, RegTech, and SUPTEC being spoken about extensively these days, I thought it would be a good idea to get a quick overview of this report and related areas from Jeremy. So Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Days with FinTech. Now, thank you very much, uh, Shiresh. Uh, thank you very much. I'm very pleased and honored to to be here joining you for your Fridays with Fintelec, and I, I hope I can contribute something to to your viewers. Thanks, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, to start with, uh, can you give our viewers a quick overview of SUPTEC as a discipline, its evolution, and maybe current status of adoption globally? Also, if you could run through the rationale behind creating the report that I mentioned earlier on the use of SUPTEC and AML-CFT. Yeah, sure. So um, SUPTEC is basically short for supervisory technology, and it can be defined very broadly to include the use of any technology by financial authorities to support their oversight role on financial institutions. But in our SUPTEC papers, we try to narrow it down to the use of innovative technology. And by innovative technology, we refer to the application of big data or artificial intelligence to tools used by financial authorities. Now, we, we started monitoring SUPTEC developments in 2017 and then published our first paper on the topic in 2018. And since then, uh, SUPTEC initiatives have gained momentum in a number of authorities around the world. In fact, uh, there is a forthcoming report from the Financial Stability Board on SUPTEC initiatives in its member authorities. And I can tell you that a number of these authorities didn't even know what SUPTEC was in 2017, but now they are quite actively exploring different uh, SUPTEC tools. Now, in, in our first paper, uh, we tried to map oversight areas where SUPTEC can be found. And there are two such areas. So you have data collection and data analytics. And in the area of data analytics, there are sub areas under it as well, uh, where SUPTEC tools can be found. And these are um, market surveillance, misconduct analysis, microprudential and macroprudential supervision. And what we found in our first paper is that, uh, and even in our succeeding papers, is that the use of SUPTEC tools for misconduct analysis, particularly in detecting uh, potential AML CFT violations, seems more advanced uh, compared to other areas. So that's why in, in our uh, second SUPTEC paper, we, we decided to focus on uh, SUPTEC AML applications. 
Right. So, Jeremy, what would you say are some of the data-related challenges uh, that are faced by AML CFD authorities? Yeah, so AML CFD authorities, whether they are, you know, supervisors or financial intelligence units or FIUs, they have to conduct data analysis in order to identify, assess, and understand the money laundering and terrorist financing risk uh, in their jurisdictions. In doing so, um, AML CFD authorities look at different types of information. You know, from transactional information and non-transactional information that gets reported to them, to information from other authorities and other public government bodies, to even information from non-traditional sources such as you know news articles, social media, and the like. Now, the combination of all these information, all these types of information from very disparate sources, results in huge amount of data. And of course, there are challenges that come with dealing with huge amount of data in terms of you know, data collection, data management, and data analytics. Now, you can always automate your processes, right? And that can address the challenges associated with data collection and data management. But in terms of data analytics, authorities still need tools in order to analyze all these different types of information that comes in many forms, because some of them may be structured information or some may be unstructured information. And authorities uh, need to make a coherent story out of all these different information. And this is where subtech analytics tools, uh, we think, can be helpful. And big data and AI are well suited to do these types of analysis. And this to us may be the reason as well why subtech applications for AML CFD seem more advanced compared to other areas, as I mentioned earlier. Right. So, Jeremy, what are some of these tools that have been developed? I mean, you've been interacting or at least observing uh, the AML CFD supervisors and FIUs uh, around the world. Could you speak a bit about these tools? Yes. Yeah, so, AML CFD um, supervisors and FIUs use quite similar uh, subtech data analytics tools uh, to achieve their, their uh, different objectives. Uh, these tools, for example, include network an analysis, uh, machine learning, natural language processing, text mining, uh, among others. And in, in general, I think both types of authorities use these tools to transform, as I mentioned earlier, the significant amount of structured and unstructured data into useful information that can contribute to, to their respective work. Now, the tools used by uh, AML CFD supervisors in particular seek to enhance their offsite capabilities, which in turn can help them um, in their risk-based prioritization of on-site inspections. So, AML CFD supervisors basically use subtech tools in order to improve um, risk scoring of institutions. Uh, in order to identify networks to which institutions are exposed to and also to evaluate institutions' uh, compliance with AML CFD requirements. Now, on the other hand, the tools used by FIUs help them mainly in two ways. First, uh, these tools help in the prioritization of their work, similar to what the, the supervisors are doing. And second, these tools also reduce the reaction time of FIUs to a rapidly changing environment. 
So in particular, if I use, uh, use SUPTEC tools in order to detect networks of entities involved in suspicious activities, uh, to assess the likelihood of money laundering activity, and also to identify patterns and trends um, in, in criminal activity. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, is, is there any particular process uh, that they've used to develop these tools? And uh, what would you say are some of the implementation challenges or issues they had? And, you know, how do you see they've overcome some of that? Yeah, so um, AML CFT authorities de develop these advanced data analytics tools in, in different ways. Um, some, for example, are building in-house capabilities, and this is especially true for AML CFT authorities that are housed within central banks or other authorities. Because in, in these cases, uh, AML CFT authorities basically benefit from the institutional strategy as well as the institutional expertise in utilizing um, innovative technology. Um, but not all AML CFT authorities have that luxury, right? Some are standalone authorities. And in these cases, they typically find it more efficient to take advantage of ready solutions in the market. But in either case, um, AML CFT authorities uh, could be simultaneously collaborating with the academic community, community as well in order to do research as well as develop uh, specific solutions. Now, in terms of implementation issues, there are actually several, uh, most of which are quite obvious. Uh, for example, availability of resources, uh, both expertise and, and funding. It is an all too familiar constraint for most authorities, right? But I, I want to focus on one particular challenge, which is the assessment of efficiency and effectiveness. Um, I want to focus on this because efficiency and effectiveness are basically the main arguments for investing in these tools. And so we need to make sure that they are or they can be easily done, right? Um, assessing efficiency of these tools uh, is somewhat straightforward and can be easily quantified. Uh, for example, efficiency could be represented by the gains in terms of time savings provided by the new tools. And as I mentioned earlier, this can be easily measured. Um, assessing effectiveness, on the other hand, can be more tricky, particularly when it comes to effectiveness of tools used by FIUs. Um, the process of proving that a money laundering activity has occurred takes time, as you and, and the viewers might quite know. Uh, once an FIU detects a suspicious activity, uh, warrants more investigation, it, it passes this information on to the law enforcement agency. And if the law enforcement agency deems that it warrants prosecution, then it refers the case to the courts. And, and court proceedings can be quite protracted. So that uh, it, it could take years to determine whether the SUPTEC tool has actually correctly identified a money laundering case. So in that way, assessing effectiveness may not be stra uh, that straightforward especially in the case for tools used by FIUs. Right. So, uh, you know, Jeremy, are there any uh, particular success stories, uh, you know, that you think could be shared with the audience, uh, you know, stories, uh, cases of other regulators or FIUs from anywhere around the world that you would like to uh, speak about? Yeah, sure. So, and thanks for asking that. Now, in our 
paper uh, soup tech applications for money anti-money laundering so that's the title of the paper and it's actually part of the FSI insight series it's I, I think number 18 of that series so we provided there some examples of use cases from a number of AML CFD authorities and uh, so I encourage your viewers to read that paper I, I believe the use cases in that paper illustrate in more detail uh, the success stories in this area what I want to emphasize here, though, is that success in this area does not only come from developing, investing, or using one or even several subtech tools. I mean, to be successful, I believe authorities should take a holistic strategy on how they deal with data in their work and throughout the, the data pipeline as well, from data collection, data management, to data analytics and, and visualization. Um, because data is quite vital for the work of, of AML CFP authorities and to financial authorities in general because you know it informs the decisions that we make and the actions that we take with respect to institutions or markets. Now, the, the earlier technology or approaches that authorities used uh, resulted in tools that actually hindered the optimal use of data that are at their disposal because these earlier approaches tended to trap data in silos. And so authorities could not really exploit new sources of information or deliver timely insights. And, and SubTech has the potential to address these shortcomings. Um, big data architecture, for example, supports seamless data processes, while AI-enabled tools, analytics tools, allow large volumes of information to be integrated from disparate sources and then analyzed. And so, but the, the acquisition of subtech tools, however, needs to be accompanied by a corresponding data expertise and, and mindset as well, if an organization is to successfully embed a, a data-driven culture within its ranks. Right, excellent. Jeremy, uh, I think that that was really uh, interesting. And, you know, audience, if you would like to get hold of a copy of the subtech and AML, uh, report that Jeremy spoke about today, feel free to write to us at contact at fintelec.com and we will arrange for a copy to be emailed over to you. Uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. No, thank you very much, Shuresh, and I hope I, I contributed something to, to the audience, to your viewers. Thank you very much as well. Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy.